He's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. And we're back in a brand new edition of the Undisputed Podcast with your host, the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, the Thane of Pain, the Prince of Punch, the Master of Disaster, the one, the only, the infamous one, Bobby Fish. Ah, the Dancing Destroyer. I like it. I like it. Maybe, uh, I think there's probably quite a few out there that would prefer the Dancing Douchebag. Whatever. Yeah, you know, who cares? Frank, you should give a heads up on that intro, by the way. I could have gotten living in America. Speaking of dancing douchebags. That's what I do. It's my job. Yeah. This week's guest, that was Jay's name in college. That was his nickname in college. He still is, yeah. (laughs) Once once you're a dancing douchebag, you're always. Always a dancing dancing douchebag. Uh, but our guest this week, uh, Mr. Jason Ackerman. Yay! Affectionately known as Jay Vandenberg on the show. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sure where that came from, but uh, Jay. Frank's is not actually good with names. Terrible. Um, has roots to uh, the Albany, New York area, much like every other person on this podcast. You guys knew Albany also? Yeah, <laughs> they're there right now. We're, yeah. we're here right now. <laughs> we escaped. Bobby and I left. <laughs> right, right. Any uh, sane, like any sane person would. You guys left too early because now Antonio Brown's in the area and shit's weird. <laughs> Might come back. Yeah, you paying any attention to that, Jay? None. I have no idea. Okay, actually, good. You, you shouldn't. Are. So you, shouldn't. you remember the Albany Empire, correct? The Arena no. Football League? He, oh, no. Vaguely, yeah. So Antonio Brown and the local legend that we know as Michael Corda own the Arena Football League in the area. So he is um, in the area more than he should be. So Doesn't okay. sound like a reason to go back to Albany. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, see, th- so then that's a, that's a, a, that's a good segue. Because we got all this Albany talk, and uh, where did I meet Jason Ackerman? It was uh, Albany CrossFit was the name. Was it the fuse box that plays on like Central Avenue? Yeah, it's still there. It's still yeah. there. Yeah. But it's yeah. always really? closed. It's been closed for like thirty years, right? But it's still- the building's still there. Yeah. Well, I think they're still doing shows there. I think there's shows there this weekend. Frank's waiting reopen, for, for a reopening. Frank's waiting yeah. for a reopening. <laughs> not his wish list for years. It's on my so, radar. Uh, <laughs> I met you, Bobby. I was saying, I met you at Albany CrossFit. This is the story. Mm. This guy comes in, this guy, Bobby Fish, and he would just disappear periodically for weeks. And he was like a fit dude. Like, we're like, this dude's real fit. Like, you know, and he would go away. And remember Caleb and Kevin? Yeah, and of like, course. This guy must be like in the Secret Service or something. Like <laughs> we're making up these stories. Of, like, and then finally, he comes back, and we're like, "Where do you go?" And he was like, "I'm a professional wrestler." Yeah. And we're like, "Why didn't?" You, and you know, you, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I'm like, 
oh, you, you, you know, he didn't want to tell us that. But it was like, right. once we found that out, it was like, oh, this guy's even cooler than <laughs> we thought. Like, that's cooler than being in the Secret Service. You're, you know, was, I think you were like substitute teaching and then disappearing to Japan. I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say was I, I was. So, like, my schedule at that time was I would substitute teach during the week. So I had to be to work by, like, 7 a.m. So I was uh, a shoe-in for the... 545 class you know i would i would go in i would hit that then then go to work from there um and then <laughs> wrestling on the weekends sometimes disappearing to go to japan i was probably working for noah at the time yeah um, yeah and you were on tv once in a while maybe ring of honor too yeah the, yeah 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 so i would cat I, I would turn on the tv once in a while. i was traveling a lot on the weekends and i'd turn on the yeah. tv and you you'd be on it once in a while uh it was yeah. always cool yeah, but we were. Yeah, like, yeah. Once I found the, that, that out. must have been the Sinclair days, the Sinclair broadcasting yeah. with Ring of Honor, which is now like, I mean, Ring of Honor, good lord, has gone through uh, so many hands at this point. But now they're a uh, AEW affiliated product, so they're owned by Tony Khan. And um, but Jay, you you mentioned being on the road, and what was it that was um, putting you on the road all? that time um years ago so crossfit was your the first um you opened your first box in albany correct albany crossfit yeah my first yeah kind of venture into business yeah it was albany crossfit on, on wolf road you guys know wolf yeah. road yeah yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah I think... we all we're all connie high uh, yeah. Oh, you guys all colony high? Yeah. yeah. Right Garden here. gold, baby. Garden yeah. gold. Yeah. yeah. Roots run deep here. And um, <laughs> yeah, then I got, so I don't know how well your listeners are CrossFit, but there's like affiliates. Yeah. So you open your gym mm-hmm. and then there's the big company CrossFit and they hired me and I was traveling and I still work for CrossFit, but on weekends I go out and teach the future trainers at their level ones, level two seminars. You know, I know mm-hmm. you took your level, you took yours in Albany. When we um, had it. Was Green. it Albany? I feel like you took yeah. one in Boston too. I remember seeing you in uh, Reebok. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I loved CrossFit. Um, I still to this day, um, much of my mentality or methodology, if there is one, <laughs> when it comes to working out, uh, is, is heavily influenced by the years doing CrossFit. You, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, you, you, you see what you see cause you're, you're kind of drawn to it, but nowadays a lot of wrestlers are doing CrossFit as their training, but you were one of the first back then mm-hmm. to use CrossFit as your training methodology. I mean, now like Rollins and Cesaro and all those guys, you see them posting CrossFit workouts, but you were doing it way before them what yeah. made you do that bro? what made you do that because uh, yeah. most of the guys in the 80s and 90s they were you know bench press squad type you know the that the football mentality mm-hmm. but you had told me you're like no you crossfit to stand shape i'm like well so what made you go that route um it was truly just the fact that because i was uh substitute teaching i w- and albany crossfit was really right, right next by colony yeah. high school um, and I, I subbed a lot at Colony and I would drive past and you can't not see the workouts, especially the, the outside 
and it was very unconventional unconventional like as far as from a um bodybuilding sort of um split you know there weren't you you didn't need a cable machine and you didn't need a um even a even a bench press and so you're watching these i was watching these things i would drive by them every day and i and i wanted to give it a shot because it just looked it looked like it just made sense like okay that's like athletic stuff i mean i'm in pro wrestling um, but you were also a kickboxer like mm-hmm. beforehand so you had some training yeah. yeah for sure but it was it was just it it was um something i wanted to give a try to and then uh when i got the opportunity to do it i just i, I fell in love with everything that was crossfit at that time yeah then bobby you were coaching in saratoga yep yeah and yep. um yeah, you were really good. At, so you're not, are you doing it at all anymore? Not really. I looked at a place here in Florida um, way back. Um, but then good portion of the time I've been here, like I was working for WWE. So like you had to train there for the most part. You didn't have to, but yeah, well, we did actually at one point. Um, but then you also had access to this great gym. You know, and CrossFit's not um, for free. So, uh, unless you're Seth Rollins, because he, I think, owns his own. I charged that guy a drop-in fee when he came in. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Him and remember that time they were there and I called you up. Freeloader. He was there. Yeah. Zorro. Yep. Brody was there, right? A bunch of those guys. Um, I know know Claudio and... um, and Seth are both uh, still uh, big CrossFitters. Yeah, you, they pop up in even the CrossFit space now. You know, oh, yeah. See, seeing what they do. So what's happened to the CrossFit space? I, I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's shrunk. Um, I, I, what's, and now that I'm out of it, I don't know how much of my impression of it is um, just because I don't, I, I, I'm not in it. Uh, or is it, has it, um, has it shrunk a little bit? I don't know if it's shrunk. I think, you know, a couple of, first of all, the pandemic didn't help any gym, right? So it was like a lot of gyms were hit with hard times, you know, like Dusty says, right? Hard Um, times, brother, hard times. (laughs) Thanks for master impressionist, by the way. You hear Ryan Sheik, it's fucking just about hard times, daddy. I just watched that Dusty biography on Annie. Very um, good, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love those A and E doc. They're all really yeah. good. Um, they are. They do a hell know, of a job with all of it. A and E with their. Yeah. Uh, they got them on Sunday nights. Yeah, um, uh, the pandemic didn't help, and you know, I think it was nineteen. Like the founder Glassman, you know, he put out a tweet that got misinterpreted. I would say at best, mm-hmm. and that didn't. You know, that I think a lot of people just jump ship from that. But it, it's yeah. coming back. It's definitely growing. And, you know, I, I, you know, it, 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 the trajectory is on the way up for sure. Are you predicting a renaissance? Well, I wouldn't call it a renaissance because I don't think it took that big of a step back. But I, okay. I think whether or not, you know, the thing is whether or not it's CrossFit, more people are training that way than the old school way that you and I grew up, you know, chest right, tries. Right. Back up. I think, you know, CrossFit 
is kind of become synonymous with just functional yeah. training. And you're seeing yeah. that, you know, Roz, my wife coaches at a lifetime gym. They have their version of CrossFit. Right. Most gyms have something like that where you're doing thrusters and burpees. And so I think, mm. I think we're seeing it. I think it's still a very, very small percentage of people that go to the gym, but I think that's I, normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got a lot of people exposed way more now to like kettlebells and, um, you know, using things that are, um, not really what you would consider conventional. Um, and that, and I don't think there's anything, I, I think it's a great thing, you know, and, and I think, um, social media, you got a lot of people, uh, fitness influencers or whatever you want to call it. And, the, and that's like uh, yourself. Kind of the, the way yeah. that it's going. He's um, the original influencer, isn't he? Bobby Fish. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an app out. Everything as a matter of He's fact. Got Somebody. You got an got app? I, well, I just got started in the past uh, month with, uh, it's called Fit Over 40. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to see where it goes. So I, I have, um, uh, on the site, we just, we're getting, we're getting started. We dropped this week, the, the full accessibility of it, whatever. And a ton of it comes from my uh, experience in CrossFit. And like, <clears throat> I work out predominantly here at my house and um it a ton of it is all pulled from i mean i do imams still um they're probably my my most uh used sort of um uh structure i do a ton of those um and and it's just it it get it got my head outside the box when it came to any of that stuff and just the, the, the idea of training is, is more, more or less movement because at the end of the day, you know, we weren't designed to be bodybuilders, but that's what the, the fitness, that's what fitness was when we were kids, like, and I'm, I'm dating us all, but we're all around the same age. Yeah. You guys, um, you guys all graduate together. I'm Frank, a young Frank, Frank I was younger. 95. Yeah. They were 94. Yeah. It was 96. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah. was it. It was like your gym teacher told you to look up when you squat. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Pick a spot on no. the wall. Look at it. Yeah. And, you know, don't go below parallel. And yeah. And I think that's what I mean, too. Like, it's crazy, Bobby, because now there are kids like I'll, I'll have a seminar tomorrow. And if there's a, someone under 25, they may have never done conventional training like that. Like their only exposure yeah. to fitness is CrossFit. That's so it's pretty, nuts. it's crazy. You know, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's right in line with MMA CrossFit, yep. I think. And, you know, just like, you know, 93, it was like jujitsu or kickboxing or Muay Thai. Yeah. And now there's like the, the kids that are growing up as MMA athletes. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's not like piecing it together anymore. They just train no. MMA. Right. And they're, they're, they've checked all the boxes and they're um, astute in a little bit of everything you know, and, and they're, um, and that's, I think, you know, it's interesting you brought up MMA because that's the uptick. And the, I think is what that we had Kenny Florian on, um, a while oh, ago and yeah, we he's discussed awesome. the, uh, just the evolution. And I, I think that what you just brought up is the biggest part of that uptick is that 
you've now got the kids that when uh, Chuck Liddell was fighting and Randy Couture, you know, they were 10, 12 years old and they were getting into mixed martial arts. So they didn't come from a wrestling background and learn how to box or come from kickboxing and learn how to wrestle. They just, it's all, it's all one thing. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. I remember watching Kenny Florian on Tough One. Yeah. Actually, one of our clients is in Massachusetts and he wanted to start jujitsu, you know, and he's like sending me box or jujitsu schools. And I'm like, I don't really know any. And then he sent me Florian. I forget what it's called, but like, you know, the yeah. name was in there. I was like, that's probably a good one. So tell Kenny. Yeah. He owes yeah. me a little bit for sending <laughs> He owes a, a he's, he's loving it too, by the way. So Kenny, if he is listening, yeah. He's loving this school. His name is John uh, Beliris, but uh, yeah, that's really cool. They, yeah, you had him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of our uh, one, of, one of my favorite episodes, to be honest. You know, he's a he's a a pretty um, pretty regular dude in that way. But but to think like of uh, you know, God, what a stellar career. I mean, I, I went back through in my research for that um, interview was all the people he fought and and i mean there's nobody he didn't i mean he really fought like a who's who well especially um, back then like nowadays you, you are you I'm, i follow you know mma pretty closely religiously yeah i mean i say <laughs> mma you know ufc bellator a little yeah. bit of the smaller stuff and but definitely more ufc i agree but back then it was like there was no second tier no. Like if you're fighting, you're fighting like back then it was like he was fighting Diego Sanchez and Chris Lieben and like yeah. all well-recognized names. Now, you know, that Sean O'Malley approach of like, let's fight right. these lower tier to work our way up. And remember Kenny right. Florian, I'm sure he talked about it, but like he was fighting at like 185. Yeah. He was on he was on tough at one. He was like chubby on there. Yeah. Yes. You know, before there was lightweight categories. Yeah, he told the story on here about how the fight that he got wrecked or that he when the whole process started, um they were there to see the guy he was fighting. Um but he fought real well um and they liked him but in order to get on the show, like once he knew that that could potentially be an option, um but he had to fight 170. And he was, he was just, was I mean, it, that's right? how bad. What's yeah, that? that? That was the weight club. It was like 170 and 205 or something, I want to say. Yeah, I think that was all they had. And, and uh, so to get on the show, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm fighting 170. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy was supposed to be fighting 145. Like me, he's got a big nose, so I like him. That helps. <laughs> that helps. The big nose helps. <laughs> the nose knows. Yeah, the nose knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's, I, I, I see a lot of similarity in the growth of, you know, over the years of UFC or MMA mm-hmm. and, and CrossFit. I think there's been a, a ton of parallels and overlaps and, you know, and our company now, you know, helps CrossFit affiliates. I, I still train jujitsu here and there's just a ton, like a CrossFit affiliate is so similar to a jujitsu school. Yeah. You know, just, so what would what would you say are the the similarities eh, from a detail standpoint what's uh you know it's different you know both of them different than like your typical globo type gym where it's like lower cost don't show up right right? you want these people to show up the the costs are very similar you know 150 to 200 dollar price point there's coaching going on yeah 
you know, th there's a community being created there. Yes. You know, um, that was the next thing that like, as you're talking, that's what I was thinking was community. Yeah. I mean, I would say the community, I still, I train at a great school here in Colorado, Easton, uh, jujitsu, but I mean, back in the day at Bruno's too, it's like, yeah, those are the, especially in jujitsu, you have to really trust the people you train with like yeah. CrossFit. Cool. Like you got your own bar, go do your thing. But jujitsu, it's like, I'm trusting you to not finish this heel hook. Like, you know, yeah. we make eye contact type of thing. Like, yeah, you, know, you got this. Right. So right. I think, I think a lot of that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You did a boxing match not too long ago, right? I did. Yeah. I, I, um, I kind of stepped in shit on that one. You, know, you won. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. The, um, the, the, it just, I, I was leaving AEW and the chance to fight on that. And it was a Floyd Mayweather undercard because he was fighting an influencer. Um, so yeah, it just kind of fell in my lap and, uh, yeah, it was something I couldn't say no to for numerous reasons, but they were nice enough to fly, to fly over my wife. Um, so my wife and I got to spend a week in Dubai and then I got to go get punched in the face. Dubai's but awesome. Everybody wins. Dubai is nuts. I, I was there for, I did a CrossFit seminar there and I was like, man, I wish I stayed longer. Mm. You know, a lot of times like in and out, but man, it's a, it, I mean, it's hot. Yeah. And there's a ton of like, you, you know, you can't open a porn site. In Dubai, for the record, <laughs> that I've tried, but you know, if you were to try, so that's, were to try. that's what you heard. <laughs> Somebody told you, but it was super clean. Yeah, right. Very clean. And, uh, I remember being on like their subway, and it was like a fine for chewing gum. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, cool wow. stuff there. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So I'm sure it's even cooler now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know that it would have been a place like, I'm not checking it off the bucket list, you know what I mean? The opportunity just kind of came and happened to be there. But having been there, like, man, I would encourage people, if you get a chance to go, it's uh, it's cool. And mm -hmm. it's different. It's so different. <laughs> so, yeah. Long flight, though. Yes. My wife was not necessarily ready for that flight. Let's put it that way. I was pretty prepared because of all the trips to Japan. So I was like, ah, I get it. Um, my wife, not so much. I remember waking up and they were serving me like pizza at one point. I was like, all right, this is, I mean, I was by myself as a different you know, trip. I was like, this is cool. Right. Pizza mid-flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a long one. Um, so you did a CrossFit seminar in Dubai. Yeah, this I remember it was probably That's... seven, eight years ago. Um, okay. It was over Thanksgiving weekend. I remember Roz was upset. I remember that much. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I flew out on Wednesday because they, I want to say like they were close on it. So it was like a Friday, Saturday seminar. Okay. But yeah, the, you know, unique, you know, the women are wearing their, their stuff. They come into the gym and wear their typical gym clothes. But then once they leave the gym, you know, they threw everything on. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't even think about that part of it. Like, you know, because it's not like you can um, do muscle ups in a burka. It's challenging. <laughs> I bet you it's harder. <laughs> I make it a little, a little challenging. Yeah, but we had a couple of like, I think they're called sheiks, I want to say, like a couple 
taking the, like wealthy guys taking the seminar it was cool yeah yeah the money over there is uh certainly different yeah <laughs> it's i mean the amount of cash flow in that country is mind-boggling um but yeah definitely uh definitely cool experience um so jay you bring up Roz, your wife and uh you and Roz met through training, correct? She took her seminar in Miami, but I think I was, I know I was dating someone else at the time. So we like, <laughs> Frank approves. I like how their story's going, brother. Bring it on. No, point being, it wasn't like a love at first sight type of thing. Right. We met and she was living in Cayman at the time, and I had some. Uh, friends that owned CrossFit Seven Mile and came in, so I was going to visit them and saw her there and you know Cayman Islands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's she's from she's English, but she spent most of her life in Cayman. Gotcha. So I was living in Florida, and that's yeah. why when we met and we were you know got married, she didn't want to live in Florida because it was she wanted to change a you know climate. That's why we're in Colorado now. Yeah. How long you been in Colorado? Almost four years. Oh, wow. That right? long. Yeah, we came out right before everything, like November 19. And then like two months later, everything shut wow. down. Yeah. I love it here. I mean, I love Florida too, but I, it's better than Albany, Colorado. It's not, you know. When she, <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> when, she, when she wanted to move from Florida, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with the cold again. And it's so different than New York. Yeah. It's like it didn't cross your mind like I need to take my wife if I really want to impress her. I we need to move to Schenectady. I was Schenectady or Troy. I was like, you want to check out Troy? <laughs> Troy's up there. Rotterdam, are you familiar with Rotterdam? Um, <laughs> no, we went there once and she did not care. Yeah. 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 My uh my wife's been to Albany twice now. Not uh not overly impressed. I you know you I enjoyed it. I enjoy Albany, but yeah, it's not a it's uh, not yeah, a tourist destination. No, uh, I you know it's just I I think your perspective on everything changes when you you do a, a fair bit of travel. Um, your job, my job, have have both afforded us those opportunities. So um, yeah, you know it's tough for uh, Albany to still be high on the list. You guys love living in Albany? You've been there your whole lives? Correct. I wouldn't say I love it. Um, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I mean, I lo- I did I did enjoy Albany. You know, it's like it's a and I'm sure it's even cooler. I mean, I left 10, 15 years ago, but uh mm-hmm. it's worse. <laughs> it's not <laughs> better. Yeah. I don't mind it so much, but I also have two daughters uh, that don't live with me that are here. So for me to go elsewhere, they need to be once they're older, older, that's that's a different story. But one's in college, one's in high school and they're here. So yeah. I'm here. That makes sense. That's yeah. That's why I'm staying married. Just the kids. I, gotta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to, you know, stay stuck here, you know, if I'm yeah. not married. But where should you go to school? Uh, oldest is going to SUNY Albany, and That's then my youngest is. is a sophomore at Colony High. 
Nice. Yeah, I want the Sunni. Nice. <laughs> I couldn't I get a her. job after, so hopefully better luck. Better <laughs> luck to her. They are uh, much smarter than their father is, let me yeah. tell you. Which no. isn't hard to do. My shoes are actually smarter than me. but <laughs> They must be approaching Fountain Day. I don't know if they're doing Fountain Day anymore. Mm, that must be a Sunni thing. Yeah, it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they turn on the big fountain. Bobby, somewhere out there, I probably have it buried here. So we were, you know, Fountain Day is notorious <laughs> for like drinking, like partying at the school. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, my buddy, so we're drinking, partying. My buddy was like, streak the fountain when they turn it on. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to streak the fountain, dude. And then we're drinking, and I was like, Remember you told me to streak the fountain? So I get in. You guys are familiar with the fountain. I get in and I had my boxer. I remember boxers. You step in and it was like an ice rink. <laughs> right? so I'm thinking I'm going to run across covering. And I was just like, what? whatever. And then in the yearbook that year, me and my micro penis, full display, full nice. display in the yearbook. Perfect. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Very, very old school cold out there, huh, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> it was cold, and I have a small penis, so it was both. <laughs> it's a double whammy. That's yeah, part of one whammy. But I, but it was a, but it was, it was a fun time. I miss, uh, I miss college big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jay, I also remember, um, we were, we were talking about your wife. Um, were you guys, um, together doing, um, another business? So Jay is a Renaissance man, uh, guys, I just want you to know he's the, uh, he's the most accomplished Renaissance man. I know, um, part of why I wanted to have him on. Because I thought the conversation would be interesting based around these facts. So um, flexible dieting. Now, Correct, you yeah. were my introduction. So macros, uh, and now Dennis Frank, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with what macros are and people, you know, count their macros now, et cetera, et cetera. But Jay, while I was at um, CrossFit, was the first person to introduce me to um, charting your macros. Yeah. I, you know, I sold, so I owned three CrossFits, yep. Albany, Clifton Park, and then Soulshine, which was in Saratoga. Saratoga. Yep. And then when I sold those first two before we opened, remember with Dave in, uh, yep. in Saratoga? Yep. Dave I like, Bloomquist. Okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Shout out to Big Dave. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. And I think he's a listener. He's got to be. Of oh, course he is. Dave. Dave. He's my only CrossFit partner that I still, you know, like. Um, no. <laughs> um, I'll tell you who's got a doppelganger on uh, Instagram is uh, Caleb. There's a, a vegan protein guy comes up on my Instagram feed all the time. I don't know what it what that the, might be. The, Caleb, that might just be Caleb. <laughs> he looks so much like him, but it's uh, you know the name's not the same. But anyway, Caleb and I ahead. had a falling out, and then a few years ago. Shout out to Caleb, reached out, and you know, we've been friendly again ever since. So, really cool to have that. And, um, yeah, that's so, cool. so, anyways, I sold the two gyms and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I just, you know, I, I was trying to lose weight myself and started, you know, nutrition is one of those things where people see you and like, what are you doing? I want to do that. And I remember you were one of the first people that asked, and I was like, here's what I do. And I kind of, you know, that yeah. kind of turned into like many things like, oh, 
this guy's doing it. This girl's doing it. I should start mm -hmm. charging for it. Yeah. And then that turned into a little nutrition company. And when I had moved to Florida and met Roz, we bought a little camper that we put on the back of our Subaru and traveled the country, just literally doing nutrition seminars. Yeah. We oh, almost, no we almost got divorced very quickly <laughs> <laughs> living in a camper, you know, working is not ideal for a, a new marriage a new marriage right yeah. yeah but obviously everything comes out in the wash because now you're a dad oh yeah <laughs> crazy you all have kids Do you yeah. have yes sir frank you have kids got two yeah we got a number two on the way any day oh any wow. day uh any yeah may 21st so yeah technically oh, yeah whoa. i suppose any day Ross, yeah. this morning she was like, I feel my pelvis spreading. I was like, you need to close that thing because we are not ready. <laughs> we are not ready for number two. I'm well, not prepared. Get ready. Oh, man. Get yourself Is ready. It's too easier or harder? Or... Easier. Really? Easier. At least mine is. Mine is, yeah. The second one is easier or just having two is easier? Having two is easier because they can play with each other. I hope so. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the key. The first one's going to be jealous for quite some time, I think. For me, Alex. Yes. She's, she's, she's terrible. She's terrible, this one. My current one. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is. She's the worst. Well, it doesn't get any better. Don't, uh, don't, don't candy coat it. Don't, uh, you yeah. know, give I love her, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Of course. She's work. Course. She's work. But yeah. this will be a boy, so hopefully, I don't know if that boy. matters. Nice. Yeah. It does. Boys are easier. Are they? Really? You just like roughhouse beat them up a little bit? Is that why? Yes. Yes. Okay. So maybe that's what your experience is then, Frank. Because I had two girls and I felt like going from one to two was an adjustment. Um, so indulge us, Frank. Having why? boys are easy. I mean, uh, I thought having a boy was easy. I mean, there's for my kids, it's nine and four. So it's an age gap. So there was that going. And plus, my older daughter, she can kind of help out with the younger. So that we had that benefit, too. Uh, okay. But, Girls Jake, are good what's, preparation. The, what's the spread? What's that, Dennis? Girls are good preparation. I don't have a boy. I have two daughters. But yeah. boys, since we're all boys here, we're done. Well, so For sure. You know, so like with a boy, you could just be like, no, the TV's broken. Go outside. Boys, listen. Yeah. That's that's the, my best advice, boys. Listen, uh, I hope yeah. so. And people say like, because she's, I love her to death, but she's challenging, you know, in a good way. But just like, and um, they people say like, often they're opposite, and that like sleep and all that. So hopeful, but I am raising her to be. I'm trying to get her to be pretty tough. I want her to do some sort of wrestling. Yeah, you know, I think that's important uh, for females. You know, whether it's just self defense or. You know, or I think also from like collegiate perspective, you know, scholarships, et cetera. Sure. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm trying to get her tough. I've taught her to headbutt. Good move. Good. I gouge too. Use the eye gouge. I taught mine yeah. for the eye gouge. You're going to yeah. fight. I gouge. Fight yes. Yeah, no, like, her way of showing affection to me is a headbutt. She, you okay. know, she just comes up and <laughs> does it a couple times. Um, <laughs> no, but I think, you know, she's very resilient and tough. I think yeah. that's a good thing. So uh, I my 10-year-old uh, here is uh, – she's in jiu-jitsu now. 
Uh, she just started and she loves it. And uh, I did not necessarily predict that. But uh, like you were saying, you think that that's um, something important for for girls. But I, I think girls and just children in general, I think jujitsu, one, is the community thing that you talked about before. But then the also, uh, also, I just think the, the body awareness, like if we're keeping this in a fitness realm, um, any sort of uh, gymnastics type um wrestling etc like i think even with mma now you see some of these guys that came from amateur wrestling backgrounds but then got into mma and they you know these are guys that can do nip-ups and they can do backflips and they can do you know that that sort of body awareness i think it just speaks volumes uh moving forward and uh i think kids need more of that you know Totally agree because I think they need to get away from the electronics, be a thinker, not a stinker. <laughs> get some exercise behind you. Get outside. I, I like a thinker, not as I'm going to steal that. I like you can that. use that one, brother. Yeah, and I think you know <laughs> you guys might not be able to tell from this video, but I'm I'm five foot three, so my children are not going to be giants, right? So their <laughs> their options for sports are eventually going to be limited. So like you know wrestling. Like Bobby said, gymnastics I wanted her to do, you know, so, you know, trying to just put her in some sports that her body will, will support down the road. And I think yeah. just, I, I don't know. I mean, you've dealt with this, you know, you, you, both of you with raising girls through social media. So I'm definitely yeah concerned. Tough. Yeah. I'm just like self-confidence is probably the best thing you can give them. Absolutely. You know, with social media. We grew up like, can you imagine if there was social media in our first oh, of all, we'd all be no. just in jail right now, right? Most likely. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. man, like, man, remember like getting a girl breaking up with you and imagine that's like public. Like, for yeah. like, it was <laughs> right. bad enough when it was just only her and her friends knew over there, let alone uh, Instagram. Yeah. I'm just a tears. little concerned with that. Do you, <laughs> with nine and four, are, do they have phones? They have old phones that can't call anybody, but they can still access like um, YouTube and stuff like that. How do you stop them from going? There's, on? there's parental controls on, so they can't. I know we know what what they're doing when they're not when they're using it. And, and plus, we 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 limit the time they're on it too. So they're not constantly on it all day long either. But it's hard, right? Because I mean, when we had her, it was like, Bobby, she's gonna eat paleo. There's going to be no screen time. And it was like, nowadays, like when Roz is at home, like you want a cookie for dinner, go eat whatever you want. Like <laughs> you know, you, All the rules go out the window as soon as they're of the kid. So I'm like, right. you know, she's watching the iPad all the time. I'm like, how are we going to navigate this? Yeah. But, well, you and your wife are, are busy people, you know, um, I get it. Uh, it's, it's not a, um, an easy balance to strike, you know? Yeah, it's it's challenging, and sometimes it's just like I don't want to hear her cry, so you you know you give in. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and there, yeah. But we're trying now that it's a little warm, like the you know, just take her outside all the time, trying to get her outdoors. She loves yeah. it. You know, once you get her to do it. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, I think that at the end of the day, too, is the more, and I think that that that's where some of this, um, like in the social media space, you're seeing a lot of people. Yeah, you know, get into um, meditation and and kind of reconnecting with um, 
earth and with like nature and and being outside and and the reset that that becomes for everyone because the world that we are in daily and especially this next generation coming up that's had nothing but the internet they're so technology um attached and and you see it in people and uh it yeah it's scary where where this is headed you know like um and and i just talked to somebody the other day about uh so jay i'll um i i i do uh the the burpees all the time like i'll go outside and if i know i've only got like 10 minutes um i'll go do 100 burpees and uh so one that's from from crossfit for sure uh but two um I do them outside generally, uh, one, so I'm not pounding on the floor and two, um, I'll do them. I do them barefoot in the grass to, to get some, some grounding and not to be, not to be a, a total. I, like grounding. I get it. I get it. I do it. I'll go out barefoot. Yeah. Not to be a total hippie here, but like, I think there is, there is something to be said for that. And I think kids, you know, you, you see kids in their natural element and like, yeah, they don't think about putting shoes on before they go outside and they do walk in the dirt and they do like, that's all stuff that we as adults screw up. And it's even more dangerous now because of the, the technology curve and the way that, you know, people are interfacing with a, with a screen more than they are with a human. It, that That's one of the, fights I have with my wife consistently because I'll take Madison out and take her shoes off and then she'll come home barefoot and Roz will yell at me and I'm like she's not made to like wear sneakers she will wear them but right now she's at an age where no one cares right if she's barefoot she doesn't care and her squat is so nice yeah you know and I'm like (laughs) I don't want to it's gonna get ruined at some point like from shoes and all that but it's like it's like amazing. She just sits down and squats to play with yeah. stuff. And it's so it's crazy. You know, you know, you, you read a lot about it where running shoes and all the, those things are what's ruining that. And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like our generation specifically has now kind of like pushed back on like people are buying vinyl. Yeah. Right. We're like, we're like pushing back on technology a little bit. Like yeah. people are, you know, like, we're we're trying to find some nostalgia out there, uh, we, we, you know, with some things, and re, you know, or just like reading a book rather than a you know a Kindle type of thing. I think yeah. we're we're seeing that a little bit now, like a little bit of. We'll probably be the last generation because we grew up without phones and all that. You know, it's it's yeah. it's incredible. You know, I, I get to see a lot of younger people at these seminars, and I'm like, you don't know, like even like picking up a phone and the, there was a chance your mom was going to get on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or like taking the corded phone and like trying to get it to your bedroom. So you could have privacy. It goes all the way through the kitchen. You got to move the cord to step around it. Yeah. Well, I remember even like, I remember my freshman year in college, I was dating a girl. She lived in, you know, more, I think like Morristown, New Jersey. And um, 
I was like, oh, I had like take up an atlas or like this map, like write it down. Right now yeah. it's just like GPS it. So simple. Yeah. Kids will never have to. Now I like I GPS things I do every day because you just never learn how to right. get there. I'm just like so yeah. used to typing it in. That has so happened to me and it's kind of bit me in the ass because there's times like, um, you know, we're going to go somewhere and I'm driving and here I, I'm expecting my wife to look to me like, yeah, that's our leader. And I don't know where we're going. <laughs> I got to have my GPS on like, that's crazy, you know, but it, it is, it's, it's a sign of the times and it's kind of where things are headed which is scary um and at the risk of going backwards here jay i do want to bring up you you brought about uh, or you talked a minute ago about um watching your daughter's squat and it's something that we've seen with our 10 year olds here um and i've heard it referred to online as the uh this is probably not going to be the most pc thing in the world uh but the asian squat and just people being able to, to basically like sit on your heels. And Willow, our 10-year-old, she does that involuntarily, really. Like, I mean, she just, she'll do it for all sorts of things. And, you know, as adults, we don't realize the mobility we are destroying that we at one time had and then spend a good portion of our life trying to re-access uh, yeah, I fully agree. And I think, you know, especially squatting, you know, that's something we want to be the, the longer you can squat, not, not duration, but just like in your life, mm -hmm. the longer you will live independently, you know, and at some point we all lose it. Right. So right. you want to sustain that. And like you said, even at 10, she still has it. And I would imagine she'll maintain it, but then it becomes, she's wearing heels and she's you know, right. doing this and it's like slow and steady. You just lose that ability. I, I've read somewhere it's like we used to sit to take a break from standing, and now we stand to take a break from sitting. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. The stand-up desks and I'm stuff. That's wrong. I'm, I've been, yeah. I, you know, I've been doing. I always stand all day, and I just never think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I, you know, because there are days I'm you know busy, don't train. I'm like, all right, at least I stood today. Most of it. <laughs> you know, well, I saw somebody post like, you know, I used to, you know, train hard. Now my watch congratulates me for standing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is it, nuts. It's, it's, it's true. But, it, you know, I, I think a lot of it will, you know, come full circle at some point. Just when. Yeah. Uh, Jay, your background um, when you were a kid, you, and you, you talked about like, uh, you know, that you're five foot three and uh, you have a, a, an eye on that for your daughter as far as what's going to like, uh, what's going to cater to uh, her not being, you know, seven foot. But so. Uh, she amateur... seven foot, something went down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to Roz. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> a lot of questions. Uh, hey, I'm happy, but can we talk about this? <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're, um, you came up as an amateur wrestler. Yeah. That was your, I mean, as far as your um, 
process uh, through fitness, through everything, how integral a part and would you say that that amateur wrestling was to you? Oh, it was completely shaped my life. Like accidentally, but it was, it's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I started wrestling in, in middle school and then really got serious about it in high school. And just by doing that, started going to the gym, which, you know, then became a trainer. You know, and I think all the, like I said, I went to SUNY Albany. I went to St. Rose for a master's degree. So I always thought I'd get a job, but it was like, you graduate, literally you graduate from SUNY with a psych degree. You can't get a job. <laughs> like, not, you know, you can get a job, but like, you're not going and getting a six figure job out of college. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> you so can I get a job, to, but it involves a gas pump. <laughs> yeah, or some coffee. Um, you know, so I was like, I, and I went to Hudson Valley. I was going to be a PE teacher. Um, you know, so I always had that idea of getting a, a normal job, but I just never wanted to leave this fitness thing. And then eventually found CrossFit. I was like, okay, now here's my path. You know, I was kind of like, you know, living in downtown Spring Street in Albany. I don't know how familiar you guys are with that, but at Spring the time, Street. it wasn't Street. nice. Like, I remember I had a $475 apartment after college. Like, it was in the ghetto of Albany. Like, my car, like, it got to the point my car was just getting broken into. I'd never fix the window, that type of stuff, right? You know, I was working at the Golds in Gilderland. Good life. Yeah. Good life. You're living high in the hog. Um, <laughs> I was like, so I was always like, I got to get a job at some point. Like, this is fine for now. And then you're like, I, I remember like the girl I dated out of college. It was like Friday nights. We went to Subway and I was like, this is our nice night out. That's like, a good time. Just have a foot long if you want. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's got the onions. He's got the onions. <laughs> I think they call you nowadays a, a high value man. Yes, I try. <laughs> but um, no, you know, it just really, I think I didn't, I never realized at the time how much it was shaping my mentality of just like, even that portion where it's like, you don't quit. Right. You know, and um, I don't know if you watch much amateur wrestling now, um, but they just had the NCAA, uh, the NCAAs. And, you know, I think watching those guys, and that was kind of like where I like thinking about my daughter. I was like, they're so mentally strong. Like, yeah. that's what I want her to be like. But, you know, yeah, that, that had a tremendous impact. And I always joke now, I did not realize how small I was. It wasn't until I was like 40 that I was like, I'm really small. <laughs> and I'm telling you like grew my whole life. And it's because here's your competition. They're the same size as you. Yeah. Right. And then like, I realized like there were people that were bigger and stronger, but I never looked at myself as a small person. Right. And then it was, um, you guys ever watch Howard Stern or listen yes. to Howard Stern? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You remember the bagel guy that they had on for a bit? Do you guys remember that guy? Bagel guy. Bagel. So he was just like this. It might they were just showing it, but it was like a meme out there. And they I remember were, Beetlejuice. No, Beetlejuice as well. We had <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, the so it was the bagel guy from like Jersey or something like that. It was yeah. like yelling at oh. some. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. This was it. And I mean, and I'm telling you, this is like five years ago. So he's on there, like he was at a bagel shop. And yelling, he's like, I get no respect. I'm 4'11", and it's because I'm small. And I was like, he's 4'11". I was like, but I'm only four inches taller than that. I was like, 
I'm, and it was like, really like, it took me <laughs> your mind. to digest that. I was like, cause I was like, if he's small, like I'm small. So it was, you know, really like thinking about that. But then you like, he was, you know, kind of this like unattractive, like, you know, it wasn't just that he was small, but he was, you know, angry dude. But I was like, oh, I've kind of like outkicked what I should have been able to do in this life at five years. Yeah. But you yeah. know, I think not knowing it was good because it never it never impacted me. Mm-hmm. So it was just you know it was kind of cool. But I but I do attribute that to wrestling because it was just like oh you know cool you're ninety one pounds there that guy's ninety one pounds go fight him. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. And and I would say that that is one of those scenarios where like the ignorance of it is bliss, you know. That's that, what I'm that, saying. That, it was just pure mm-hmm. ignorance. And I think some of that too, though, is is still you don't realize it as a as a kid, but like um, I think we need to do hard things, you know. We need to be challenged. It's what it is to be to be a human and then to learn that like when that challenge is is set before you and this will go back to parenting and trying to bring up your kids properly but like that they can get to the other side of that um I'm what the fuck is going on? Where did you move the Yankee Stadium? I don't you hear, is that yeah, me? What's happening? That you hear that I just they just got home. She's screaming already. Oh, no, no I'm hear, hearing no. an echo. Bobby's echoing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were well, hearing my baby. She's screaming. All right, we me. might have to do the rest of this <laughs> this um, without me talking. Wait, <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, no, Bobby. I didn't hear your echo. Is it me? It no. I didn't, I didn't. Is it still there? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened. But it just Is it there out. when one of you guys talk? One of you guys, Frank. Frank, will you say something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, no, it's echoing. Let me put my my headphones on. It came out of nowhere, though. That's so weird. Sometimes with my mic, because I don't have earbuds on, it. it, uh... Huh? Yeah, you're echoing too. We're all echoing. Let me see if this helps. Any better? No. No. Well, I'm not. I'm not How about now? You're talking to yourself, Dennis. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're good. Yep. Roll it back. My mic pulls it back in. You know. Oh. All yeah. right. Okay. Okay. See, I, don't I, don't, know I, I don't know where we were going with that, or where I was going. I can't remember anything. Jay, concussions. What are you? What are your <laughs> thoughts on concussions? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Let's talk about head know, It's not. It's not funny, but. <laughs> It's um, she fell on her head the other day. And, oh boy! And I was just like, uh, I was like, and then I think about it, I'm like, we've all been concussed as a kid. Yeah. How old is your daughter? Two. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, she was fine. She's like bounced back up. But yeah, I was thinking about sure. the number of times I was, you know, lateral dropped and like I, I remember there were I would always go into this like vivid dream when I got knocked out. Did you have that? Um, like while you're out it feels like forever you never had that um i mean i had yeah somewhat somewhat yeah go ahead continue no i just i remember that happening probably you know five to ten times you know Uh before 18 so i think everyone has some sort of 
brain damage for you know it's it's that you i mean yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't let my kid play football these days no i don't think that would be uh i i don't know yeah i'd 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 have some some mixed feelings about that too because football was such a huge part of my my growing up and taught me so much but it it also um was the you know what taught me to smash my head into other human beings well especially when you were playing in the 90s you know your coaches probably did drills every did you guys play together did you all play on the football team colony high they did yeah frank and i did yeah um nutcrackers they were called yeah that's (laughs) oklahoma i think we've all learned a lot and hopefully things have changed i mean I, I I never grew up playing football, so I don't. I'm sure that just like for me, wrestling, there was so yeah. much, um, you know, learning and you know, formative stuff happening. But at the same time, if there was no chance to move on, whether it be collegiate or professional, where's that kind of risk reward? Yeah, and and I think that having an eye on that is is important. And I you think- don't know that either. When you're putting him into Pop Warner, right? Yeah, no, I definitely didn't. And you know, if 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 I had, you know, looking back, because at five foot eight, I'm no uh, towering power forward either. Um, you know, a uh, a scholarship was a lot more likely in pro wrestling, or not pro wrestling, in amateur wrestling, given my uh, body type at the time. But I wanted to play football. So, well, you were an outlier for your size to make it. Because did you play D one? Uh, one double A. Yeah, I mean that's just. I mean, making it to the Division one level is impressive. Period. But you were probably on the smaller side. I mean, oh, same with sure. wrestling, right? You're on the smaller yeah. side, but that's you're athletic. Small. I mean, my you whole were. Life. You were that's at the forefront wife. of. <laughs> at the you were at the forefront of smaller wrestlers. Also, yeah, yeah. Now it's I somewhat mean, I, normal. You know, yeah, there's there's more of that in, even in in you, you're talking pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more of that now in in pro wrestling. But like when I first started, if you weren't over six foot and you weren't 25 years old or younger, like WWE was not looking for you. So if somebody said to me at you know all five foot eight of me would get hired. Um, and I would, I would go on to work for the company for four years and make blah, 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 or or do whatever. If somebody had told me that when I started, but it wouldn't happen until I was north of 42 years old, I would have been like, okay, that's good crack. That is (laughs) Man, I will tell you this. I don't think I've ever told you. It was, you know, it still is, but it was really fun and awesome to watch you from a distance, you know, uh, crack into there, you know, cause I know how hard you worked <laughs> when I knew you. And then, you know, I left and cause I think you, you know, got into, um, NXT mm. when I was long gone, right. From all. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing that and man, it was, you know, very cool. I'm very proud of how far you made it. Like, that oh, was awesome. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was, and, uh, it was a cool, definitely, a um, 
you know, uh, interesting time to, to think of, uh, yeah, just all of it, you know, he, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get nostalgic here, but I mean, you, you think about all of it and, and, um, I, I think the biggest lesson I learned from, from all of it is just that like, it's one foot in front of the other, like you, you just kept at it. Well, and you don't. And most of the things that at least I think in, in life is like, you know, what freezes people is that people think like, okay, well, A through Z, I don't even have, you know, step B figured out. So like, I'm not going to do step A. And so it makes people not make, take that, that first step. It's cliche to say, but that's the, the hard, the most difficult one. Nobody's got A through Z figured out. You know, Mo- most people, if they've got B, they, they're lucky you know, you, you learn as you go, you start to figure it out as you go. Like I would imagine Jay, you could speak on that even better than I could because the number of businesses that you have started, sold, you know, done well with, um, and continue to, um, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit is certainly deep within, uh, Jason Ackerman. Well, or Vandenberg as Vandenberg. Vandenberg. It, it's it's exactly what you said though, Bobby. It's you know, and it go and for me too, it's it's that same wrestling mentality. It's like I was so bad at wrestling when I was in uh, especially ninth grade. I was I remember I was five and twelve. Four of those five wins were forfeit because I was ninety one pounds and went on the mat on my hand raised. You know, so I had one win. And I but it but you know, and I talk about this a lot now with kids. I was like, and you guys, I'm sure are the same. My never, I had a, like a counseling session with Roz. Like we try to like proactively, let's go talk to somebody. She was like, well, <laughs> she goes, Jason, well, what was it like when your parents, you know, talked to you about emotion and, you know, asked you questions about your life? I was like, oh, we didn't do that. She was like, well, when <laughs> yeah, it did happen, yeah, I was like, yeah. never, no. I was like, literally never. And I'm yeah. sure you guys are the same. Like that was just our generation, which I'm trying yeah. to change now. But point being, I was like, oh, yeah, like I was literally going out there to get my ass kicked in front of my friends, in front of the girls I liked. And no one was like, hey, you're doing okay. You you know, but at the same time, I never knew quitting was an option. Right. Like I was never like, oh, I can stop this thing. It was like. My friends do this and I show up and get, and practice was way worse. Like I would rather yeah. go get pinned in front of my friends than show up at practice, getting my ass beat like 91 pounds. I was the smallest guy, like the 98 pounder to me was a giant. I was like, this, I remember Pete Salazzo. I was like, I hated that kid. Cause I was like, he would just kick my ass. Yeah. Um, but anyway, point being, it was like, I didn't know you can quit. And that's how entrepreneurial shop was i'm like i'm just gonna keep showing up yeah and you know eventually like you said whether it's wwe or just success and entrepreneurship it's like you just keep putting one foot in front of the other yeah most people aren't unsuccessful they just quit before they are successful right right i have two questions for you one wrestling one non-wrestling you brought up cte Uh, shoot what what do you think about the slap fight i think it's ridiculous I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever watched. It's It's so lowbrow. Yeah, it's so lowbrow. I got, I got, I'm not here to be judgmental, um, but like, stupid. For, 
for Frank anyone <laughs> there to consider anyone doing that an athlete in any way, shape, or form, um, that's laughable. That's or a joke. <laughs> Like I'll go back to Kenny Florian here. Um, there are better athletes on BattleBots than um, Slap Fighter. I've never watched BattleBots, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, yeah, me, me either. But <laughs> but yeah. And then what? What did you think of uh, WWE being sold? Have you guys uh, talked about this already? Uh, we have not. Though. We, we, have, we have not. No. We have not. Uh, you guys, if you need a third host, Bobby. well i I, let me uh let me touch on that just so i answer your question and then i'd like to hear what you think about it um i was shocked uh obviously um i think that vince you know he's turned this thing into something it was never supposed to be so this was inevitable but for it to be bought by the the company the parent company of of the ufc i was shocked to see that that um, as young of a uh, company as the UFC is, for them to value, I believe it was like higher, three... it was like twelve mil- billion versus nine billion or something. Yeah, yeah, that that was shocking to me, just because you know WWE is it, it's an institution, you know, it's um, it's its own, you know, it's it's Kleenex, it's you know, it's it's branded in such a way. And it's not to say the UFC is not doing the same thing, but I mean, we're talking about a, a huge cachet with professional wrestling that does not necessarily exist at the moment with, with MMA. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't follow it closely enough. All the stuff that happened with McMahon last summer ish, right. Where all that, yeah. stuff. So I think it was probably somewhat of a, this is my way to be able to be back involved in the role that I want to be in. Maybe. Right. Something. And also, I, I, I don't, know don't really got, know nine, for $9 billion. You sell your children, right? <laughs> I mean, at some point you're like, yeah. all right, nine billion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't need both of my feet. <laughs> yeah. I could have another one. If I got so I think, one, I can learn to hop. <laughs> I think that was all, you know, you know, to quote the million dollar man. <laughs> I told like, you Frank was the resident. He is good. Everybody's got, you know, I think having sold businesses, especially Albany Cross, my first, which I never intended to sell. And then shy, the owner of the building, you know, was like, we'll offer you a lot yeah. of money. It's like, let me think about this. Like, and yeah. I wouldn't have told you prior to that, that I would have sold. So you can yeah. understand. So you weren't looking to sell. Somebody walked, came in and said, I want to buy it. And that's how it happened. More or less? More or less. I actually, you know, have you, you guys know the court club? Yeah. Yes. So I was in that building and it was built in 78. This is, you know, I opened in 2007, but no, imagine like it was like a time capsule of a 78. Yes. Like, right. So I was like, man, this is hindering me from growing. I want to buy your building. And I was a little younger and naive and I didn't realize the building's not worth anything, but that plot of land, right. You know, it's on the corner of Wolf and, uh, Sand Sand Creek, Creek. right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, they were like, no, but we'll buy you. We'll buy your business. Oh, wow. So I was like a gym within the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I went in there with knowing, like I wasn't ever, I didn't even know that was a thing. 
I was like, oh, I, this is what I do forever. Like I've run this gym, right? Like, right. so when he said that to me, I was like, oh, that's a potential, you know? And then it just became a little bit of a back and forth. And I was like, cool. Yeah, let's sell it. And then, yeah. oh, then wow. I went up to Saratoga to open another one because we had like yeah. a 15 mile radius that I could. That in and of itself, just that whole story, Jay, like I is incredible to me considering that CrossFit was this, um, burgeoning thing at the time. And you went, you know, you jumped in with both feet and correct me if I'm wrong, but you started at the court club with one racquetball court, mm -hmm. right? That was the space that you were renting or, or had access to. And that's where Albany CrossFit started with, with the space of one racquetball court. It was, yeah, I, I found CrossFit. And I had a client at the time that I was training at the core club. Like I was running the fitness area of the core club. And I was like, Hey, Barry, can you help me find a space to rent? And he was like, no. And I was like, Barry, that's your job. <laughs> what do you mean? And he was like, cause he's like, look around. No one's like playing you, racquetball. No. He was like, no one's playing racquetball. He's like, go ask shy. Shy owns. He's still there. Yeah. He's the one that bought it. He was like, he still owns. Go ask, he owns the, the his stay? family owns the core club and, he runs Albany CrossFit. They're yeah, still there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was like, that's a really good idea. And I said, Shy, can I just rent one court? No one's you there's 12 racquetball courts at the time, and some squash courts. And he let me rent one is literally a handshake. You know, one court eventually became five over the seven year period. Uh, and then that's when I was like, Man, I really want to do something bigger. If I had this whole gym, I can do like a recovery area and this and that and um you remember amir his twin brother i do Bobby? yeah yeah, yeah so course. i was like hey shy can i buy the building and he's like let me bring amir in who is kind of like the you know the heater if you will and, uh, <laughs> and he was like he was like no but we'll we'll buy the you know crossfit yeah but like i said it's like because that land is millions now sure i was just thinking like this building's is falling down I can right. buy this building, but really it was, the, you know, they're smart. Like eventually that land is going to sell for tens of millions. I mean, it's yeah, when, when you guys remember, yeah, Wolf, Wolf Road used to be nothing. And now it's like, I mean, I haven't been there in a few years, but it was like Cheesecake Factory, the P.F. Chang's like yeah. Colony Center. I don't know if the mall is growing like it used to, but is it, is it nice? No, it's, kind right of, it, it's kind of reached its <laughs> maximum potential, I would say. Uh, malls, are, malls are a dying breed. Malls are a dying breed in this area. Yeah. There's cross gates, let's, let's and that's have a it. good Albany bash session before we let <laughs> go. Listen, I've recently gone to Syracuse, mm -hmm. and I have a new appreciation for how much better Albany is than Syracuse. Uh, yeah, so. as, as gray as Albany gets, like Syracuse and Rochester, yeah, it's really, really yeah. dark and gray. Yeah. Hey, I, I took a little walk around downtown Syracuse. We were out there for a dance competition with my uh, with my youngest daughter, and I was like, you know, anybody that talks shit about Albany should come to downtown Syracuse. Yeah. It's it's it, it's not any better outside of Syracuse yeah. University and the State it's... Fair. It's a fucking dump. <laughs> well, Sorry to any of our listeners from Syracuse, by the way. Appreciate. Yeah. Sorry, not, appreciate you, but. <laughs> Well, now that we've run down New Yorkers in general, um, well, you I and I left, Bobby. You and I, <laughs> we did. You, we did. you liked living in Florida better? 
than Albany? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and, you know, I mean, I met my wife here and we've had the conversation a few times. Like we could, we could kind of be um, someplace else. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Florida's, I'm not, I'm not tied to anything. I don't think, you know, other than her and our daughter, <laughs> like, I mean, we can be anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I like Florida. Definitely. I'm, I'm happier here for sure. You, you know, what was really cool too, with, with seeing you, um, get to NXT and WWE is Marina as well. Yeah. Yeah. Marina it was like this little, now, you know, we trained at yeah. Bruno's. And it was like yeah. two of you went off to like superstar. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then she's really? now she's now Mrs. Strong. Yeah. Mrs. The Marina. Messiah the backbreaker. Used to just kick my ass too. He's talking about getting your ass kicked. Yeah. She was like you know, on with you know, training with Rhonda for the Olympics, but she was a badass jujitsu yeah. you know, girl as well. So seeing she her still there, is. She she was one of the things that my our our ten year old um you know, she's familiar with Marina because of Roddy and, um, you know, and, and Marina's wrestling for AEW. At yeah, I saw point. that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was one of the things that influenced her. She loves Bianca Belair and, uh, you know, she saw uh, Marina doing some pretty cool stuff. And and uh, and I, I think that that's given her this um, positive sort of view of uh of jujitsu and and i think that's part of why she's so far she loves it she asked me you know she can go like two to three days a week and we're there usually two to three days a week who's she trying nice. with in florida um the jungle um I've heard, okay i've yep. heard of it yeah yep the jungle um that's where we're going at the moment and uh, can, yeah. can i ask frank a question no absolutely what's your What's your most prized autograph behind you? Eddie Van Halen. You really? The Charlie one is not your fucking prized possession. That's bullshit. Is Eddie that black and white one over there? Me? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a wrestler. It's Eddie Van Halen. He passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's probably what the best guitarist ever. That's right. The guy. No one of them. He's dead. Yeah, he passed. Yeah, recently, right? Not too oh. long ago. Yeah, it wasn't. What's, long ago. what's the intro to that song that's like crazy? Hot for a teacher? Yeah, but what's the intro? There's like a there's a like guitar solo intro that's called something. Eruption? Known. Eruption, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Uh, what mm. about wrestler though? This is a wrestling show. What's your favorite wrestling All show? those back there are all to my kids, They're all personalized, so they have no value to anybody. However, Upstairs, there's an autographed boxing glove by Rowdy Piper. Rowdy's your favorite? That's probably the the only prize possession we think we own is that one right there. Why a boxing glove? Because he boxed in... WrestleMania too. That's okay. right. All right, oh, Mr. T. That's right. <laughs> Other than that, everything else is to my kids, or their picture with my kids, or. I love seeing Bobby Fish figures out there, though. <laughs> I, oh, do you have the, 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 the Demi Award? There, there it is, the Demi oh, Award. Oh, that was we had an award show. We had our first annual uh, award show on the podcast, Jay, and that's uh, that's the Demi Award. I like it. You a little a little Hogan attire has got that's a right. it's, a, it's a Bobby Fish uh, figure with a Hulkamania T-shirt and Mister T jewelry. Correct. 
<laughs> I um during the pandemic I went I got watching uh Cardona and Myers their stuff. Do you guys watch their stuff at all? No, but the they correct the answer is yes because network. they're on the same network we're on. So yes, okay, okay, so yeah. yes, we do. But I got it like you know they. I just started, you know I just got down a rabbit hole and I started collecting those yeah those Hasbro figures and uh, that's oh, that's fun. awesome. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's uh I got the I put together the full Hasbro collection and now they're making <laughs> a lot of like retros and whatnot. But uh, it's yeah. cool. It's just a uh, nostalgic reminds you you know. What was um, what was the first wrestling you watched, Bobby? Um, ooh. it was definitely WWF. Um, I want to say was probably like a Bob Backlund. Um, it was definitely Bob Backlund, and it was WWF. Uh, it was like one of those, you know. Madison Square Garden arenas, like smoky sort yeah. of. It was at my aunt's house. It was um, there was definitely blood, um, <laughs> and then there was uh, the next one after that. I think that made an impression on me was uh, Jimmy Snuka off the steel cage. Yeah, I don't know if it was that one per se, but it uh, you know it, I, yeah I know that that one is somewhere back in the regresses of my childhood where, uh, yeah, him off the cage, bloody, um, and just everything that was awesome about pro wrestling. Mm, like, you know, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yes. Well, all right, Mr. Ackerman, Dad. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. Great, let great you catching up. Great here. meeting you guys. Uh, reminiscing yeah. about Albany. <laughs> yeah, Good sorry luck, about that. Uh, we didn't mean to bring back travels. some PTSD. No, I like, I like it. I like it. I like it. I haven't thought about <laughs> streaking the Good travels this time. weekend. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you off to? I got a uh, local seminar here in Denver, and then okay. actually, I've been doing a lot of CrossFit seminars in prison. So I'm going to prison on the weekend. Okay. So, yeah, in a prison. Um, They've got like a little foundation too, but for different reasons. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Uh, just because I read this book. It's the last book that I read. Um, Wes Watson is his name. And uh, he wrote a book. He did, uh, I don't know if it was five or six years in prison. He was recently on the fighter and the kid. Oh, is it Brandon? Yeah, Brennan Schaub and um, Callan. I uh, he he wrote a book. um, He's a successful entrepreneur himself, but uh, he did it. It was in prison. Um, I I guess the the common thread here is the the burpees. That was uh, where I got the idea of just you know just ripping off a hundred burpees. Like he he talks about it as uh, part of like mental health in when he was in prison and you know something happens obviously that that you weren't anticipating and some people give in to their anxiety and blah 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 and and he was like go do 100 burpees and i dare anyone after 100 burpees to not like the endorphins and the like the release and like just your ability to think it's almost like meditation your ability to to kind of um, get present basically yeah 
Yeah. Is there a question? Did you? Is that a question? Or well, no? no. I mean, I guess it's the prison <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, definitely not. Nope. Uh, again, CTS. Or, um, yeah. Exactly. CTS. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. PTS. There you go. No, That's I think what we'll end it on. I, I, I mean, it's it's really cool what CrossFit's doing in the prisons. Like I've seen people get out now, and yeah. got them jobs at CrossFit affiliates. That's um, awesome. You know the the recidivism rate is crazy high um so seeing you know crossfit's changing it and they're you know the way they you know you go into the i had never been into prison prior it's like two years ago i worked my first one and i get put on a lot of them i don't know if that says something about me or it's just because i'm close by but i enjoy them they're my favorite and it's you know you go to these prisons and it's like white here black here hispanic there but then CrossFit, it's like cool. We're all together. That's crazy. and it's yeah, it's really really cool. And you know the impact. You know, I was at the, the last one I worked. This guy, clearly white supremacist. You know, when I say that, you know, like the lightning stuff. Like yeah. he wouldn't outside of prison. He wouldn't have liked the little small Jewish guy, right? right. Like me. Right. And man, he he came up to me in tears and was like, "That was the best day I've had in twenty three years." Oh wow! That, that's that's cool. so cool. And that's like awesome. I, I love getting to go to those. It's like really lucky that I get yeah. to do it. And they, they, they're just you know, all four of us could have wound up in jail or prison. Yeah. You know, we've all done stupid stuff that either, yeah. you know, didn't get caught, whatnot. And it's like, yeah. you know, and and ninety nine percent of the time, it's you know your upbringing. We were lucky, right? And uh, yeah. you know, so you you know the people that I'm working with haven't been in there this week. And so they're like, what do we do, Jay? I'm like, just treat them with respect and like yeah. you would anybody else. And like, that's it. And yeah. you know, it's really cool to see the impact. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is awesome. And to hear you say that um, just because I had read that book. Um, so uh, Wes Watson talks in that book uh, at length about how the prisons are broken up by race gangs and you've got you don't have a choice you have to be so to hear you say that that crossfit ha, is that common thread that brought these people um you know to cross those lines that are otherwise uncrossable in your atmosphere that's uh, that's pretty cool cool yeah yeah all right all right well, well it was really great like i said being on thank you so much thank, thank you, you guys for having thank me thank yeah, you thank appreciate you. it Appreciate you coming on, Jay. It was always uh, it's always good to catch up, say hello. Um, yeah. So uh, enjoy your weekend, uh, safe travels, and uh, be careful in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Will do. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> See you, Jay. Frank, you got those final thoughts for us? Um. No. Right. Awesome. No impression? Can we get one more impression, Frank? One more. Okay, Baba. Okay, Baba. I'm uh, chic here. We say good night, Baba. Let's go to. Yeah, okay. Say good night, Bobby. Good night, Bobby.